Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome, welcome on in to the latest episode of the Off Air Podcast. Chris Thomas joined, as always, by my fellow 92.9 The Game producer, Stephen Gagliano. And Steve, what a weekend it was. Highs and lows abound for the local teams here in Atlanta. Um, That's where we will begin because Georgia showed it was indeed the number one team in the country with a wire-to-wire, not blowout victory, but it felt that way even though the score wouldn't indicate it. And then the Falcons falconed in the most falcony falcon way possible. Uh, so our job this week with a short game, a short turnaround with the Falcons playing the Panthers on Thursday will be as a radio station to digest, react, and then keep it moving. That's that's what we're tasked with. And, and that's probably the best case scenario for the Falcons. So we don't have to harp on what happened at the end of that Charger game this week. Because if this was a normal week and the game was on a Sunday, we would probably kind of stretch that conversation out into Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday before we start to turn the page to Carolina. But now I think today will be the focus on what the hell happened with TQ Graham and Austin Eckler and breaking down that, you know, I, I don't even know what to call it. I'll say hilarity as that ensued, but that that was as wild of it's an end. Falcons falconing, falconing the only way that the Falcons can falcon. Eventually, and maybe we'll wait until later in the season, but we would already have enough ammunition to do this. But we'll have to rank the Falcons endings of the 2022 season oh. because I think in the last two weeks we've had number one and number two with the Panthers game. And now the Chargers game. So I, I tweeted out the Falcons are only playing drunk games for the rest <laughs> of the season. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to describe it. And they sure as hell did yesterday. And again, like you mentioned, coming off of the kind of the high of a Georgia victory for so many of the crossover fans that are Georgia fans and Falcons fans, you go from, you know, kind of putting your stamp at the top of college football saying, hey, we're still here. I know Tennessee's the hot new thing but Georgia is still Georgia. And you go from that to what happened at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday. That's a, a kick where the sun don't shine. Yeah, I'm not even, like, mad at this one, Steve. It's just kind of like, man, like, really? Right. Really? Like, your, your 350-pound defensive lineman is going to recover a ball and then try to run it 60 yards down the field and just drops it 
in, out of thin air, wasn't even touched. He just drops the ball. Like, we have to come on the air this week on this radio station, Steve, and talk about a 350-pound defensive tackle dropping the ball out of nowhere in open space, which was recovered by the offense, and then they get all the yardage back in one play and win the game. I mean, that, uh, it's hard uh, to It's hard to even place blame. And, and I think Arthur Smith did a really great thing post-game by kind of sticking up for TQ. And, yep. you know, that's not something that I think every head coach would do. Uh, and the way that he kind of said, look, it, it's a funny shaped ball. It's he's a defensive lineman running down the field. That doesn't happen. It's not like he practices running with the ball every day. So oh. it is hard to, to really place blame, I guess. But on the other end of that uh, spectrum, well, just I, hold on to the damn ball, man. I don't know. I don't know if it's hard to place blame, you're taught one th- – I played – listen, I played defensive line in high school. I was taught one thing. If you're unathletic, big behind, happens to get your hands on a football, you do one thing. Fall down and get in a fetal position and hold on to that ball as if it was a gold brick, and that's it. You do not move with it. You do not run with it. You do not lateral it. You do not high step it. You do not try to find a seam. You do not try to get a caravan behind you. Wait for your blockers to set up in front of you. No, because the likelihood of you doing that or the likelihood of you doing what TQ did, it's about 90-10 that what TQ did is going to be the result as opposed to you getting your 10 seconds of glory and trying to score a touchdown or get down into the into the red zone. You fall down like the unathletic bear that you are, and you get into the fetal position, Steve. That's what I thing, was taught at 15 years old. The best thing I heard this morning. So I'm in. I was in for morning updates today, as opposed to the afternoon when I'm normally here. I was talking to Hugh Douglas uh, during a break of the morning show, and he said all TQ could see in front of him was free wings for life at Magic City. Here in Atlanta. That's why he was so motivated to run and make it to the end zone. And he said he just fumbled it away. But Hugh Douglas, again, was on the uh, was on the, the side of the spectrum of that you can't really blame him for, for being that 350-pounder trying to run with the football for the first time. But I mean, I, I blame him to a certain extent. Just fall down, man. <laughs> fall down. And you win the game. Yeah. You fall down and you win the game. They, all they have to do at that point is get like they'd have like 90 seconds to get 20 yards and Koo could have hit a chip shot field goal to win the game. By the way, little side note, he's not having the best season, young way Koo. Yeah, he missed a, a crucial 50 yarder. That would have yeah. made it 20 to 14 uh, went early in the fourth quarter. Subsequently, it would have been tied at the end as opposed to. I think he has four or five missed field goals on the season already, um, Mm. which I think is more than he had all of last season. So uh, just a side note, uh, he hasn't really caught any strays. He's still one of the best kickers in the league. But when you go back and look at the critical plays of this game, um, Kyle Pitts also uh, should have had a touchdown in this game. Uh, Mariota also overthrew him on another play. Where do you place the, uh, speaking of placing blame, and it's a harder one to decipher, and I, I ask because 
literally everywhere on social media yesterday, different people within our station. Who do you blame for the, the Mariota Pitts overthrow, I guess, late in the fourth quarter? Because on the broadcast, they said Pitts. A lot of people on Twitter said Mariota. Uh, it's just it's a hard one to decipher. If it's an overthrow, you usually blame the quarterback. If it's an underthrow, nah, maybe reverse that. If it's an underthrow, you usually blame the quarterback. If it's an overthrow, depending on how draped the receiver is, I guess you can blame the receiver. Um, this one seemed to be more of a route thing. Some were yeah. saying that it should have went up the field. Others said continue running the post. So it, it was a weird one to – to judge. And I would say in that scenario, Kyle Pitts is wide open. So if you're Mario to just put a little more air under it, wherever you're throwing it and allow him the chance to adjust to it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's so Mariota's so hit or miss with the deep ball this season because he has that one. He's had a few to Drake London, um, but then he's hit one to like Demir Bird out of nowhere and Kaderil Hodge. I mean, he's 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 really um, he's really at his best in like the intermediate throws where you get those like chunk plays. That's his specialty, and they 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 had a bunch of those yesterday too. But when you ask him to wind up and just gun it, I mean, look at the first play of the game in the Seattle game. I mean, that should have been seven nothing off the rip, and they just right. That him was and a Pitts, dead overthrow. Yeah, I guess that's maybe an area that Kyle should work on in the offseason is uh, his deep ball route running and his and trying to catch those balls. Because let's face it, that's different than trying to catch a contested ball in traffic or in the in in the uh, intermediate routes where you can use your big body when you're just running straight line speed that's just all hands and vision and all that kind of stuff so i mean listen he's not a perfect player it's his second year and mariota is certainly not a perfect player but at the end of the day steve this one i mean they blew it again i mean there's really i know no i feel like we try to avoid using that phrase with the falcons but sometimes it, you gotta come uh, you gotta say it but uh they should it, have two more wins they should have beat the saints in week one and they should have won this game i mean yeah. it's it's growing pains it's it's arthur smith establishing his his culture and and it all comes with it but those were two games this team could easily 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 be six maybe seven wins right now and have a two or three game lead in the division instead of being tied with a Tampa team that you know won a game by the skin of its teeth yesterday Brady had to turn back the clock and finally looked like himself for the first time in a month uh and now you know we'll see what happens on Thursday because you lose this one to the Panthers they got – I was looking at their schedule this morning. They have two or three more winnable games that they'll be, if not favored, it'll be right there. And then they have a they have a tough stretch to end the season. 
So they got to take advantage. The, the next month or so is going to be the, the telltale sign because they, in my opinion, they need to be able to sustain a couple losses in the last three or four weeks of the season. Because yeah, those games against the Commanders, the Bears, the Steelers, those are right. your, your most critical. And obviously Thursday against the Panthers. I think those are your four yeah. most crucial games here. You, you got to win three. You got to win. Th- if you want to be a playoff team, you got to win three of those. Um, do you have the schedule pulled up there? I can. Yeah, look at the last. I'll pull it up too. Look at the, look at their last like four or five games of the season. They, they are not easy. Yeah, so you go Saints, Ravens, Cardinals, Bucks as your yeah. last four. So the next four are winnable, and the last four. So you got to go. You got to go three and one in this next stretch, and then if you go two and two in the last stretch, I think that'll put you where you need to be to be vying for either the division or that last wild card spot. But if they yep. trip up and like like they did last year, lose a game to the Commanders on the last second with that J.D. McKissick swing pass from Taylor Heineke. That's another game they should have won last year. Falcons, falconing, falconing, falcons. I think that'll be the title of this segment. Yeah. Um, But with that, great win for Georgia. We'll see what happens on Thursday. Falcons need to rebound, but Steve, that was a tough watch yesterday.